Hello again, fellow concerned citizens. I am the Common Sense American. And for another week, I have a few more topics to discuss. Actually, I'm going to do two this week. I'm going to break the podcast into just a couple of parts. I usually focus on one because my podcasts aren't long. They only go 20, 25 minutes or so. Um, and uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the media, maybe you're a little new to it, that's actually really short in podcast world. They often go two hours, even three hours. Of course, they have big advertisement breaks and guests and all that stuff. So I'm sure that helps. But I keep mine short, and for that reason, I really have to focus on just one topic usually. However, this week, uh, instead of going back over uh, the whole Democrat fiasco in terms of what I said last week, the Democrat manifesto, as I called it, and its shocking relation in terms of similarity to what began or how World War II began. Uh, the rise of the uh, Nazi party in Germany in the 30s uh, and how they took control of, of an entire country. The steps taken um, that they used in terms of the media and education is just eerily similar to what is happening right now with the left trying to take over this country. Um, but let me, I'm going to get back to Democrats in a, in a, in a bit, but first, um, I wanted to address one topic that I've never addressed before, and people have asked me to address it because it is a, a commonly addressed topic. People talk about it all the time. Every once in a while, it crops up again, um, and it's climate change. And, uh, you know, I've, I've done some research on it, um, and also, actually, I've been, I just finished watching the Our Planet Netflix uh, series, um, I actually, I, I, I like nature plenty, but I was actually watching it just to sort of put my new TV on display. I just got a, a new uh, LG OLED and it's just absolutely amazing when you uh, can see things in ultra 4K and stream it that way and just see these like unbelievable pictures of nature that you, you feel like you can reach out and touch things. I mean, that's really why I was doing it, but um, I, I've always uh, enjoyed nature. I like being out in it. Um, you know, I, I went to Ireland last year for a month and I spent 80% of my time outside. Um, of course, if you go there, I really think you should anyway. But I, I just, I tend to like being outside. I, I have to make a note. I don't like camping outside. I'm just going to say this personal thing. I really hate camping. I, I love, be, I'll be outside all day, hike everywhere, climb mountains, do whatever, bike, kayak. I love all that stuff. I don't want to sleep out there. I'm sleep in a nice, comfortable bed somewhere inside a house or something. I, camping's not my thing. Um, I like to be comfortable after a day, but anyway, my point is, uh, as much as I like nature and as much as I like that series, a lot of it was pretty, you know, there's some lecturing going on in there as in, uh, look how we're destroying the planet and if we don't stop and blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's not even subtle. It's, there's a definite climate change agenda in there, which I probably shouldn't be too surprised about. Now, I, I want to make a couple points. First point is there's no doubt that climate change is happening, but that's only because climate change always happens. The, the, the world is, the globe is constantly in flux. From the, from the moment the earth came into being, it's been constantly in flux. The, the environment's always changing. It's moving in one direction or another. It's warming and cooling and warming and cooling. We have ice ages. I mean, during a period, during the period of the dinosaurs for hundreds of millions of years, the, the earth was very, very warm. Um, and you know, that then came the ice ages later. And, uh, what we're looking at now is another change. The, the, the question is not whether or not it's happening because it is, and we are seeing 
uh, a lot less ice, for example, in, in the north in certain spots. Uh, we're seeing it, not as much as in Antarctica, I believe. They say it's a much bigger issue up north. We are seeing declining populations uh, in, um, of cold weather creatures because of the ice melting into the into the ocean and ocean and sea levels rising a little. However, it's certainly not to the level that, well, say, for example, Al Gore predicted, what, 20, 30 years ago? And didn't he say, like, all of the East Coast uh, of the U.S. would be underwater by now or something? You know, anyway, that was all just alarmist bullcrap. Um, it is happening. Um, we have the, it's, it's very clear that it is. A, it's not anywhere near as drastic as the liberals want you to believe. B, and here's the big one, okay? There is a huge controversy and there's a lot of conflicting evidence as to our potential impact on this, human impact on this. What is really our angle of this? Are, are we having that big of an impact or is the earth just changing because the earth changes? Now, there is evidence on both sides, and there's plenty of evidence to support the idea that we are not having anywhere near as big of an impact as they like to think we are. Uh, there have been many times in the past, well before technology really got crazy and manufacturing us, taking over the planet and all that, where the world was very warm or very cold. And that didn't have anything to do with us. And it's happening again, so why does all of a sudden it have something to do with us? Now, sure, deforestation... Sure, of course, that's us. That's us tearing down forests. And yeah, it's it can be a problem. And I understand that. However, then we have to bring in the question of population issue. As the earth gets fuller, humans are going to need some place to go. This is not something we're not, we're apparently not talking about this. I mean, we better hurry up and get to Mars or something because we are going to just overcrowd this planet. And when that happens, we're yes, we're going to be crowding animals out. Species will be going away. Sometimes I think, you know, looking at the, the, the Earth, uh, two-thirds of the planet is covered in water. I, I don't know. We're gonna, maybe we have to think about that. Maybe there's got to be ways of getting under the, creating little cities underwater or something, or above the water, something, anything. We've got to figure out something because we're running out of land. And yes, we are pushing the animals off with us. I get it. But you don't seem to have a solution for that. And I don't know what the solution to that really is, but it is happening. That is one thing. And yes, again, yeah, the, the raising of certain parts of nature, of course, is us. And we've never been able to do it more quickly or more efficiently. So it's having that is having a tremendous impact. I understand that. I believe in sustainable practices, sustainable fishing, sustainable farming. I believe in these things because it just makes sense. You, you want to be able to get, the, get what you can out of the earth for ourselves as well as sustaining it so it doesn't all disappear and then no, nobody has anything. I totally get that. However, the whole warming thing, which I think if everybody remembers, has changed. It used to be global warming, now it's climate change. And they did that because the stats were not always in their favor. And what does that tell you? It means it's flux. It means there's always going to be some sort of change. And what our impact is, is highly controversial. Is it really 80%, 90%, 100% humans' fault that right now, Ice shelves are falling in the, in the North Pole. I don't believe it is. And a lot of experts don't believe that's true either. We're just not seeing enough of that kind of immediate dramatic impact from supposedly humans that would explain this. It could just be very much that the Earth is warming. And it warms. It has happened in the past. It warms and cools and warms and cools. What we really need to better establish 
is how responsible humans are for that. And in turn, what we can do to sort of mitigate the issue. I understand that's the liberal viewpoint, the Democrat viewpoint, that's the saying, oh, that's all we want. But that's not really true. They're, you, they politicize this as they politicized everything else. So if you are not 100% on board with whatever they say, you're an enemy. Me sort of being in the middle and saying, yes, I accept that certain things are happening in the world, but no, I don't accept that humans are 100% responsible for all of those changes, that's it, that's it, I'm an enemy, and I'm an idiot, and I'm uneducated, and I'm not using my brain. Well, actually, I am using my brain, I'm just not parroting back what you're saying, which is all you want your constituency to do. And I'm not about to do that, I'm about to do some research, I'm going to look and see what I can find for myself, and I see a whole lot of conflicting evidence. That's what I see. You can't keep shoving climate change stats down my throat because I could do the same thing from 200 years ago, from 1,000 years ago, from 10,000 years ago and show you just how dramatic changes were to the planet when humans didn't have anything to do with it. So you're going to have to prove to me that it's us, that it's at least the majority of it is us, not the overfishing, not the deforestation. I get that. I understand that. That is us. That is a problem. We're going to have to figure it out. We're going to have to find a way as, as the amount of Earth available to us becomes smaller because there's more humans every passing year. We are going to have to find a way to coexist with the species that are here that are not human. And unfortunately, some of them are going to have to go by default because we just expand. I don't know a way around that. If you've got a solution, by all means, tell me. Otherwise, you have to prove to me that this warming or the temperature changing or the seas rising, you have to prove to me that that's us. And so far, you have not been able to do that. And you politicized it to mass extent and made it seem, once again, like you're inferior if you're not on board with this. I'm not not on board with it. I recycle. I believe in trying to save these pristine, beautiful places on our planet. I think they do. I think we need them. I think they, they feed the soul of humans. I think we absolutely need them. And the more we separate ourselves from nature, the more we embed ourselves in technology, the worse off we are as we are seeing in terms of our, especially our mental health. Okay. So don't tell me that I'm not in support of nature. Don't tell me that I don't care about protecting nature and its inhabitants. Don't tell me that. What you need to tell me is that, or prove to me, is that it's somehow my fault, or at least the majority of it is my fault, that all these ridiculous changes are happening, these very big changes are happening, that to me seem well out of the realm of human control. And too many experts say, yes, that's out of the realm of human control. There can be no direct correlation between human activity and what is happening here. There is evidence to support that that is just a crock. So we're going to need to iron that out before you start making, you know, insane proposals for, you know, $500 billion for that, whatever, green climate change, whatever it was. Maybe it was a trillion. I don't remember. They're all insane. But again, they're just using it essentially as a money-grabbing technique. You are far more to blame for this, and it's far more reprehensible to use this issue simply to gain votes and money. That's all you're doing. You're not in it to protect a damn thing. You're in it to get votes, and you're in it for taxpayer dollars. That's all. You want to tax every damn thing on the planet. You want everybody, like California, everybody has to have solar uh, panels on their on the roofs. I think every business has to do that now. Pretty soon, I think it's every residence. Or maybe it is already. I don't know. But these are the kind of things that are going to be happening, which is essentially a tax, and they're going to be big. 
This is all you want. Don't even, and, and if you think all those taxes go straight to those things, you're out of your mind. At least a portion of all taxes go to the government. And that's, again, what they want. So, again, let me just throw that out there. Now, moving on to the second part of what I wanted to discuss today. I have seen that uh, Seattle's finally said <laughs> they've had enough. The Seattle Police Department said, okay, that's it. We're, we're done. And they're, they've sent in the cops and they're into CHOP zone or CHAZ, whatever you want to call it. They're rounding some people up. They're making some arrests. They're just, okay, we're, we're finished. A uh, couple things. First, I'm, well, I'm, I'm shocked and I'm not shocked at the same time that it took this long. Um, you'd think that after people were killed in there, it'd be pretty quick. Okay, that's it. You, you've had your little fun. Uh, your people are sick. We're taking you out. Um, we're just going to disband this whole thing. Uh, at the same time, given the political pressure around it, I suppose I shouldn't be surprised that it took this long. Um, but, I, you know, I said I, I did a podcast a, a few few weeks back uh, regarding what we should do about the CHOP protesters. And my suggestion was just to let them be. Uh, because it'll prove to the world very quickly that they have no clue. They have no ideology. They have no uh, constitution of their own. They don't have like a declaration of independence. They couldn't, do they even know how to write? They can, it's not well. These people are not well in the head as far as I'm concerned. You think they're gonna be able to sustain themselves? They call themselves autonomous. They can't be autonomous, they can't do anything. They were demanding help. Demanding help, by the way. Not asking, demanding. Well, of course, that's, that stands to reason. They seized property. They didn't do anything on their own. Nothing. They couldn't even grow a sad little garden. They can't. These people are cowards and useless. They can't do anything. The reason why they're rebelling is because they can't do anything. They don't fit in anywhere because they're incompetent. And unfortunately, yes, this is a generation that we've raised. Incompetent. Twisted, stupid, and incompetent. Incapable, no ambition, entitled to the gills, and yeah, pretty freaking weird. You take a look at the mugshot of these people, yeah, dysfunctional. I'm sorry, that's the word, dysfunctional. And yeah, if we let them at it, see how long, it would take, I don't know, I, I think I had an estimate, it'd take about a month for it to crumble, maybe two. No, it's not, just, this would prove that their approach, which the media loved, by the way, oh, it's just peaceful, we're going to see what it's like of how people can come together and work together peacefully. A, none of it was ever peaceful. It's not peaceful when you seize property with weapons. That's not peaceful. That's not a protest. That's an invasion. <laughs> that's all that is. It's an invasion and a co-opting of the space. Actually, it's not. that's not even the right word. It's stealing. It's theft at, a, at the point of a gun. And then you set up as a pretend that it's safe and that it's protected. Oh, wait. Oh, no. People get shot. People die. People get attacked. The police and the ambulances are there all the time, all of a sudden. Why? Because they're dysfunctional. Because they're violent people. Because they don't serve any purpose but to be violent and hostile. And this is what this is proving. Forget your socialist, communist bullcrap. You only do that because you're incompetent. Those ideologies only show up when human beings start to become lazy, incapable, and afraid. That they, they understand something deep down is telling them that they really can't do anything. They're not prepared to do anything. They're not willing to do anything. They have no willpower, no discipline, no morals, no ethics. They have none of these things. So they need help. And the way they go about doing that is by beating people up, apparently, and then saying, help me. They're, they're nuts. There's not, that, is not, that would fall apart in record time 
It would be an absolute disaster. And we could plaster it all over the news and say, hey, look, this didn't really work out, did it? And it's really hard. It would be very difficult to spin for the media. It would be very difficult to hide. Well, it would be impossible to hide. And that would be fine. Of course, I didn't want people to get hurt. You know, people, you know, innocent bystanders or whatever. So I, you know, I suggested like picking them up, moving them into the badlands of South Dakota or something and just dropping them there and leaving them and see how they do. Um, but anyway, my point is, you notice this, this was inevitable. This was going to happen. They were going to fall apart. It was going to implode. It was probably going to violently implode because again, that's what these people are. Um, but you may notice that at the core of all of this, at the core of all these protests, if you want to call them that, at the core of the riots, at the, at the core of any calling out on the left, there is only two things. There is violence and there is intolerance. That is all there is. Well, I guess there's ignorance. You could throw that in too. I just heard that students at the University of Washington want to tear down Abraham Lincoln's statue because of white supremacy. Now, um, I, I, I'm not a history professor. I do know my history, however. I know a fair amount of American history, and um, I, I'm missing where Abraham Lincoln now is a symbol of white supremacy. Um, I could have sworn he went to war to free the black man. Uh, pretty sure he was a champion of equal rights. In fact, the original champion of human rights in this country. You could definitely make that argument. Uh, apologies for the notification. I forgot to turn them off. I'm in the process of uh, still working. I only do this on the side. Uh, anyway, um, what I think that the problem here is, again, ignorance plays a role. These people are out of control. The only thing I can think of is the only reason why you would ever say Abraham Lincoln is a symbol of white supremacy is the only reason you want to take down the statues because he's white. We're seeing racism. We're seeing intolerance, we're seeing ignorance, and we're seeing it on a grand scale. And in turn, the reaction is not one of talking. The reaction is not one of unity. The reaction is one of violence and division. That is what is at the core of everything that Democrats have been doing, especially for the past few months, but definitely for the past few years. Uh, the George Floyd incident sparked that and proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that these people are not peace-loving by any stretch. Um, that all of a sudden, once again, we are reminded that there is no such thing as a white victim. Only white people can be racist. Uh, no minorities can be racist. Uh, a white person being attacked for the color of their skin is not a hate crime. And if you go by the media, it never happens. The mainstream media will never, ever mention it. It happens. Trust me, it happens. It happens. You will find it in little blurbs splattered throughout the internet, on various pages, in certain local newspapers, buried in the back page somewhere. But of course, we're not supposed to talk about it. And they won't you even use the words hate crime. If you ask white officers how often they've been targeted for being white, look, are, they, are they even allowed to answer? It doesn't even matter anymore. This is what is at the core of this a wide, widespread uh, racist attack on only one group, and that is on whites. White males, especially white heterosexual males, white heterosexual Christian males, God forbid, you are at the absolute bottom of the social ladder. This is the truth. This is the truth I've been saying forever. And it's only manifested itself now in more violence. 
They want to, what do they want to do? Are they, are they saying, oh, well, we don't like this statue because this, this, and this, and it's got to go. The Democrat National Party is doing that, but you notice they're demands. They're not questions. They're all demands. And people, citizens, leftists, they're not even bothering with that. They're just tearing it down. They're defacing it. They've got graffiti. They're vandalizing it. They're not, they're getting in people's faces on the streets for, they didn't do anything. They're just screaming at them flat out. Right now, that's the reaction of Democrats. Scream. Scream and freak out and act like rabid dogs. And make absolute assumptions based on the color of your skin, which I could have sworn was racism. This is their MO now. And it's freaking scary. Because if this is how the group in power is going to act, then we have serious difficulties. And when I say group in power, you have to understand, I understand that Donald Trump is in the White House. I get that. We have a Republican administration. However, we're not seeing a heck of a lot of activity from that. I think a lot of people are frustrated with Republicans right now. And on top of which, as I said, Democrats control the three pillars of power in this country right now. And that is the media, that is education, and that is uh, entertainment. You add those are the three pillars of power. With those three in full control, in your back pocket, you can get the populace to basically do anything you want. And that is what's happening. Yes, they are in full control of those things, as we have seen. And when that is the case, and when you're and when the when the people who control those three pillars of power are hell-bent on creating another civil war, on creating division, on spreading hate, on doing the exact opposite of what they claim, which is unity and togetherness, which none of this is doing. If that's really what they wanted, they wouldn't be doing any of this. You can't hide behind the whole, oh, well, you need to have a revolution to heal. Bullcrap. The revolution is manufactured because it was never necessary in the first place. Ever. This is not 1922. We have made the strides. We continue to make strides. I've said this a thousand times. To pretend that we're not is wrong. All the examples I've ever seen are basically saying, oh, well, this is, you know, this has a history of racism. The history is from 1941. They can't say that this particular region or this did something hugely racist or said, okay, blacks can't come in here yesterday or were, or anything like that. And by the way, just let me throw that out there. How come everybody can say uh, this business is black-owned? How come you can't ever say white-owned? That's just one example of a million. All right? And I'm tired of it, and I'm tired of the hostility, and I'm tired of the violence, and I'm tired of everything that goes around it. I really am. I'm sick of it. But this is what we're battling. It's no longer right versus left. It's right versus wrong. It's people who, it's sane versus insanity. That's what we're at. That's where we find ourselves. And if Democrats continue to push this with blatant hypocrisy, yes, we're going to keep pushing back. Sorry. No, you know what? I'm not sorry. we got to do something. Anyway, that's my uh, little speech for today. I broke it up into two parts. I hope that's not too jarring to switch between the two. Uh, I, I won't be doing that much in the future. I just couldn't really figure out exactly which I want to talk about today, and I didn't think I had enough to talk about for either, so I threw them both in here. Again, thank you for listening. Uh, you can find me on uh, iTunes. Uh, you can find me on Stitcher, Spotify, Alexa, Google Play, all the Android devices, things like that. Um, it's always free. I don't do ads. Again, I'm doing this on the side for fun. Um, and it's just one short show a week. And if you'd share with your friends, anybody you think would appreciate just a simple 
common sense approach to the topics of our day, uh, by all means, share my links uh, and my site. And once again, very much appreciate it. And I'll talk to you again next week. Thank you.